learn tips and tricks, make it even easier, you are in the right place. Welcome to Blurt It Out with your host, Erica Harvey. Hey, this is Erica, and welcome to Blurt It Out. Today, we're going to talk about what you should keep in a, at your house. I know that before my mother died, she spent a lot of time climbing ladders to, <laughs> to clean the gutters and trim trees and everything that, you know, I kept saying, mom, you're like 84. What are you doing? But she was adamant that she was going to stay fit and healthy and active. And in doing so with her lovely rose bushes that I'm so glad are still there because they're beautiful and her other fun times in the garden, she was prone to getting bumps and hematomas, which are big lumps that are a blood blister actually, and skin tears. And skin tears is one of the big things that you need to learn how to take care of because it happens so frequently. So a little bit about skin tears, to give you a little bit of an anatomy lesson. Skin tears, well, when a person gets older, they lose a lot of the subcutaneous fat. I can't wait because I have a lot of that to get rid of. But anyways, so the subcutaneous fat, that's the reason that um, the older person gets cold a lot easier because they don't have that insulation. It also means that they don't have a lot of the stuff to make the skin really elastic and the skin gets almost tissue paper thin. So even the slightest bump can cause a huge bruise or a skin tear. I remember my mother once banged her shin against the car door and it, it was bleeding so bad that they had to call the fire department first responders out to help her. Of course, she wasn't all that upset as she tried to get them to go home with her. I'm sure my dad would have been extremely excited about that. But anyways, so I had to bring in all the stuff that I knew that she should have. And then I taught her how to take care of her own skin tears. And so I'm going to go ahead and share that information with you. But first, let's talk about what they suggest that you have in a home medical kit. You should have a first aid guide. And I will go ahead and link to one that's free that you can download and it has some good information in it. You need some waterproof hypoallergenic adhesive dressings in assorted sizes. I kind of like to steer away from adhesive stuff with the older population because their skin is so fragile and adhesive. If you don't take your um, care and do it in a specific way, it can cause a huge skin tear and lots of blood and it's not fun. Thick absorbent non-adhesive surgical pads in sizes small, medium, and large. They suggest two in of each size. Non-adhesive dry wound dressings in sizes small, medium, and large, two in each size. I suggest you have more than two of those in each size. Tubular bandages with applicators in assorted sizes. Crepe or other bandages to secure dressings. Crepe paper is, well, it's, it's like crepe paper. It's very thin. It's a paper tape is what it is basically. Uh, sterile gauze swabs for cleaning wounds, sterile cleansing wipes, eye wash, and sterile eye pads, microporous tape for securing dressings, and uh, safety pins for securing bandages. So you can also go ahead and just buy a commercially produced first aid kit, and those usually have blunt scissors, tweezers, gloves, a thermometer. Uh, a lot of them have resuscitation masks. You'll want some painkillers, but remember with painkillers, 
the elderly person isn't able to get rid of them as fast. So you only need half usually of what you typically would give someone. Antiseptic creamer gel and antihistamine tablets. So I also suggest that you invest in special dressings. There's they're, 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 they're so helpful when it comes to skin tears and other bumps and bruises. So like a thick absorbent surgical pad that will help in case of extreme bleeding. You can at least slap that on there and apply pressure and the pure size of it will soak up a lot of blood until you can get stuff going. I personally have been known to go and grab a maxi pad out of the, the restroom because it did the same thing. You want non-adhesive dry dressings. You don't want adhesive because you don't want it to stick to the skin or the wound. And then I also suggest you purchase these things called Steri Strips. Steri Strips are long, thin bandages, but they don't have white middle part where it's all uh, padded. These are actually like non-invasive stitches you can go ahead and close a skin tear up and make it so it it's almost like it never happened. You also need long Q-tip type of, of devices and they sell them at you know CVS, Wal Walgreens, wherever. And you also need sterile saline and you can get sterile saline little packets at the, the pharmacies as well. So what you need to do for a skin tear is you need to keep it moist and you need to get one of the uh, one or two of those long uh, Q-tip type of things. You're going to wet it and then you're going to wet that area with the sterile saline to flush it. And then you're carefully going to take the tip, so it's the padded end, and then you carefully start to take the edge of the skin tear because when a skin tear happens, it shoves all the skin to the to a certain side and it looks like an accordion. So what you're going to try and do is get that accordion to unfold and go back to where it used to be. So you're trying to get the edge to match the other edge. I'll, I'll post drawings of how to do this uh, with the podcast information. So you drag the upper skin that has been shoved back into that accordion and you drag it back over to close it. Once it's in, in as close as it can get to its original position, you're going to apply any kind of antibacterial ointment that you have. And then you're going to take the Steri strips. And the Steri strips, you're going to go from the side that had the accordion. So you're going to do that. And then you're going to apply that to a part right before the skin tear area. And then you're going to stretch it as, as much as you can to the other side past where you've put the, the ends back together. And that is going to form your stitch. That is going to keep the skin from moving. Depending on the size of the wound, you might get away with just one. I typically use three. And I do it so that I can make sure that nothing is going to move. Once you're done with that, then you're going to go ahead and you're going to apply a non-adhesive dressing on top of it. And then I usually wrap gauze around that. And then I put one of those circular netting 
things over it, if it's like on an arm or a leg, to keep it in place. Because I don't like to put band uh, tape or anything on there that could cause another one of those. So that's how you take care of the most common um, medical problem that happens in the home with older people. If you didn't understand my directions, and I don't blame you if you didn't, please check out the show notes because down there you will find links to descriptions, with uh, pictures, and how to do it. And I hope that it helps you as much as knowing how it how to do it helped me and my mom. And thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Blurted Out with your host, Erica Harvey. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit c4g.health. That's c4g.health. And on Twitter, at underpaid nurse. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Blurted Out.